Hi guys, welcome to today's episode. Today is, this is episode number 84 and I've got my friend Jordan on the podcast. I've been meaning to get him on the podcast for so fucking long. He Hello. is <laughs> the best. He's such a good time. You guys are absolutely, absolutely going to love him just because we talk about all things confidence in your own skin. Like he's one of the people who is the most confident in his own skin, no matter who he's around. He's gone through fucking shit in his life and has just come through the other side. He's gone through some great fucking breakup stories. We've just got gold for you. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited because I think that you guys are going to resonate with his story big time. So come on in, Jordan. Welcome. Hello. Hello. How are you? Okay. I'm very excited to have you on here. <laughs> so let's talk about how we know each other first. Yes. So Where did we first meet? We met here at the wharf. We met at the wharf. Yeah. 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 And where it was down at, um, was it Manta? I think it, yeah, it was Manta. And you were having lunch with. And it was with Tyrone yes, because correct. you are actually best friends with Tyrone's sister. Yeah. Yes. Well, I met the, I'm, I've known Tyrone's sister through school and basically part of their family. I've known them my, my whole life. So, yeah, we – I think it was the second time that you'd even met him. I think it was – like it was literally about a week into yeah. dating Tyrone yeah, that we just had – like we weren't even official or anything, but we <laughs> we had this really hey, this like – <laughs> bougie lunch and I'm like oh my god we're not even official in here I'm meeting his sister and his best friends but it was a good time Love so that. thrilled to have you in my life and we Thank live you. like three blocks away from each other which yeah. is brilliant I'm and looking at my house right now so tell us about what you yeah literally it's just right up because we're currently recording this in the wharf what a fucking vibe and you can actually yeah see, you see your apartment oh here. my god I love that <laughs> you should put up those like fucked up Santas on your balcony for Christmas <laughs> He's the last person that would do that. Yeah, literally. So tell me, what do you do? I'm an interior designer. He's going to be. He's going to be doing uh, Tyrone and my apartment. Yes, I have my own business, Fleming Design, and I've been doing that for six or seven years now. Worked for a few companies before that. Went to uni, studied interior design, um, and yeah, like two, three years ago, was just kind of running my ex boss's business and was like, "Fuck that, I'm doing this myself." Yeah, because you can make obviously more. Exactly. More money and, and also to, you've got your relationships, you know. Yeah, and creatively do what you can do. But seriously, half of my job is being a marriage counsellor. It's like, you know, <laughs> one wants red, one wants blue. You've just got to try and come up with purple. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so true. Oh, I love that. And, um, okay, so you are 28. 28, last, 20, last week, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so you pretty much started, like, branched off and did your own business at 20, what, five? Yeah, pretty much. I was always kind of doing it here and there for, like, family business and, like, some properties and stuff like that. But I was more working not it was just more kind of like a small thing rather than actually like kind of branding yourself and going out there and yeah it into you know bread and butter yeah totally and how do you think for you how did you think you did that transition was it easy for you because you already had the contacts and you already like you said you're running look I actually get asked that question a lot like people how did you like how did you fall into it how do you get your clients how do you do that kind Uh, of yeah how do you turn it into a business because I can imagine so many people want to do their own thing well that's the problem is because it's a creative industry so you have these creatives that don't have that business Mm. sense mind it's like so many people in fashion design you've got some of those amazing fashion designers in the world but they don't know how to implement that into running a business or turning it into anything because that's just not where they're skilled. Yeah. But I um, I think university helped me a bit with trying to set that up. Also, um, I've come from kind of a business family type background. So mm. that has like kind of always been implemented in my psyche of how yeah. to like, you know, not just run off with the fairies, but be able to like put your ducks in a row type thing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you've got like creative and logical. Yeah, yeah, kind of half-half. What, what did you do at uni? I did... 
interior design and architectural drawing um, in Brisbane. Mm -hmm. And then I finished that and moved straight to Sydney, basically. Amazing. Yeah, and I've been here for like eight years. But I'm originally from Sydney, lived in Brisbane for ten years. Yeah, yeah. Which was a fun fun time. Weird that we didn't cross paths in that time. Because it would have it would have been around the same time that we were living there. Pretty much exactly. Like, what the fuck? We have like thirty friends. (laughs) And people like setting we're sending each other photos. People like, how are you two together right now? This is so (laughs) You know each other. Like, long story, but... Circles always, like, yeah, overlapping. I love that. Okay, now, what I wanted to talk about mainly, because I think you're really good to talk about. So, Jordan is someone that's really, really good at overcoming adversity, whether it be a breakup, whether it be something really tough that he's gone through in his life, and just being, like, just, you are a happy person. Look on the brighter side of life. You do. You really do. So... Can we talk about maybe a recent breakup that you've had and kind of where it was headed and because so many people in this group, this community, go through breakups, toxic breakups, fearful – this is one that I want to talk about – fearful to leave the relationship because you ended it. Mm. Fearful to leave a relationship because it's not horrible and they're a bit like, fuck, how do you pull the plug? When do you know? And is it the right thing to do? Is there anything Mm. out there? Is this the best I'm going to get? And that's what you get conditioned to over a while in a relationship because you start to – you know, those toxic traits from them come out because they also have fear of losing you. So they try and turn it around or like, totally. you know, implement things in your head that's like, well, you know, I'm the best you're ever going to get. If you leave me, what are you going to do? Blah, blah. And so you wake up in the morning and you do, you think you're like, fuck, I'm not 100% in it, but I don't, I'm not 100% out of it. It's weird because you know you're not happy. You know you, you could be happier, but at the same time, in that moment of making that decision, you start to be like, oh, but that's really good. That's really good. Could I give this up? 100%. Okay, so what was the moment for you? The moment of my recent breakup, we were together nearly two years. Um, Living together? Well, we lived together for nearly, basically nearly one year. Um, and yeah, well, look, he would say if you asked him the question that moving in together is what ruined the relationship. He's not, he, he's a very, he's a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Pisces. He's a Pisces. We love all you Pisces. We do love the, the Pisces, Piscerians, but he's a Pisces. So he's very introspective. He's very um, – loves his lone time, loves his own kind of space. But also in that sense, he didn't like being alone and didn't like, um, you know, not having someone around all the time. So yep. it was kind of like, you know, you would it – was, it was interesting with him. It was like, leave me alone, but then you leave him alone and 10 minutes later he's like, what are you doing? Where are you? Mm. And just all over you the whole time. Mm. And it was like – you this know, push and pull dynamic where it's not consistent. One hundred percent. And you just feel you start to feel out of balance with it. You start to feel like and you sit sitting there in bed kind of being like, fuck, can you actually fuck off? Like mm. I'm this is not what I want right now. And it's also like what's annoying is you come across like, is this the right person but the wrong time? Yeah. And oh, you hear that so much. That question you? is like, yeah. you know, he, when we, when I uh, like broke up with him, he was like, you know, right people, just wrong time in life. And he's like, you know, maybe in a year's time, I'm like, what planet are you on? Like, I don't yeah. know how, do I have yeah. to say it in Chinese? Like, seriously? Yeah, like, yeah. No, I don't want this anymore. It's not you, it's me. I know that sounds really toxic, but it's like, I'm just not going to waste another three years of both of our lives and mm. then turn around and break your heart then. It's yeah, like, exactly. you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not feeling it. You weren't really feeling it. You've said before you haven't, but then, you know, that's in arguments and stuff and then But when you talk about right people wrong time I genuinely feel if if you're questioning is are you the right person it's the wrong time then it's the wrong person it's the wrong person Exactly right because you if, can't speak if, for if your future that, self you don't know if what's going to If questions happen. even come up it's the wrong time It's the wrong time yeah. and the wrong person I'm 100% yeah. and, and it's it's not I actually don't believe in timing I believe in the person like yeah. it doesn't matter if you meet the love of your life it doesn't matter 
what time it is or what time like and what you're going through in your life it can change your life for the better yeah and and if it's the right person it's the right person the time yeah. is just an excuse to you know basically instead of saying you're the you're not the right person you say sorry it's the wrong time yeah and i think people try and like kind of leave something with I don't like when people leave relationships open-ended, like maybe in tie it the future, up. just tie it you know, up and a, let it go. I have a saying, never reheat old meat because you always get salmonella. Like, <laughs> don't go back there, girl. Don't go back there. <laughs> and the thing is, and I always say this, if you do end up going back to an ex, good on you, fine, but you and your ex have evolved by then. So you're not even the same person you were originally. So still, tie it up in your head, act like it's done forever. 100%. If in the future you cross paths, fine, you're going to date. Like you haven't said, oh, because I said we're not going to date, then we're not. Like you can change your mind years down the track, but you've got to finalise it in your head. It's yeah. got to be done, yeah. you know. Also, there's nothing wrong with changing your mind. No. You're allowed to, you, you, the people that change their minds and don't do anything about it is the worst form. It's yeah. like people that consistently, you know, have a, 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 a something that's wrong. After two years, three years of hearing it, Every, they, they don't end up with any, any friends and everyone ends up leap, abandoning them because mm. it's like, well, if you're not going to do anything about it, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, they don't they You don't know what I mean? If, if, if you make a decision in your head, don't just leave it in your head. Voice it, communicate it. Yeah. Say how you feel. And a lot of people in relationships end up, especially toxic relationships, they end up feeling isolated because they don't want to share a lot of what's going on in the relationship. So in order to not share, they start isolating themselves and then they're less likely to leave that relationship because they're like, I've now changed as a person. Yeah. No, none of my friends are any, my friends anymore. Yeah. Like I've literally let everyone go. And then they're wanting to leave and they can't because they're like, I've got no resources now. Yeah. Nothing. And they also don't know how to say it no. at the time. They're exactly. like, what do I do? I don't want to hurt you. But, I don't, but in, yeah. the, in the meantime, you're just hurting yourself. You're actually making it worse. Yeah, totally. Like totally. just bring, Bring it up, pop the pimple. Like, yep. I'm, I'm all for like, you know, shoot your shot, say, say your piece. Communication is 100. It's key yep. with everything. I know that's probably the most cliche thing you could ever hear, but it, but is. it is. It's the it sex is. and the communication. Once one, either one of them, one breaks down, the other one does, and then yep. it's a slippery slope to, you know, I fucking hate you. And it's like, well, how long have you been thinking that for? You exactly. Know what I mean? And I find it so funny when you see relationships. You can go from being Best friends tagging each other and everything, sending each other yeah. names to blocking each other. And <laughs> this is exactly what happened. This is exactly yeah. what happened. I had to block him two weeks ago because I actually <laughs> I had a new guy, just changing subject very quickly, but I was seeing this new guy recently and we went out on a boat for our birthday and obviously during lockdown you can only have five people and my ex-partner follows and knows all five of those people on the boat and I brought one extra person, which is this guy I'm seeing, <laughs> and he was tagged in everyone's photos. He so he, he straight away would have been like, obviously this is this new guy. This is like, I'm like four weeks after I've broken up with <laughs> my ex anyway he that the next day like it's like 11 o'clock at night and i'm getting like drunk like instagram messages like yeah fuck you blah blah you're an asshole like just not directly relating to it yeah but it didn't come out of nowhere no 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 yeah, obviously yeah. It, it was, was obvious in regards to yeah that. you knew that he had seen that yeah. on everyone else's he's got, he's emotional maturity levels like a 12 year old so he, like you could see straight through it anyway yeah but um yeah, it was, and so, and after that, that night, I was just like, fuck this, I can't do the whole, like, still friendsing on Instagram if you're going to abuse me, so I blocked him. Yep. So that's referring back to what you just said before. In the start, it was like 15 times a day, it's memes, it's this, it's that, it's everything to, like, zero communication. So you are no longer to- in my life, goodbye. If I see you down the street, yeah. I don't know how yeah, to yeah, act. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't piss on you if you're on fire, babe. <laughs> it's so fucked. Okay, so you were feeling unhappy. Yeah. But was- from the, like, from my mm. perspective... And from, I think, anyone that would have seen your relationship and, you know, gone out with you, had dinner with you guys, you guys seemed like, yeah, okay, there might be, like, issues here and there, but overall you seemed like a good couple. We seemed stable, you know? yeah. It but was it's good. always what happens behind closed doors. It's not what happens publicly. Yeah, his problem was that 
everything there was there was only closed doors there was zero, there, he just has, has such regression problems from his past and past relationships like he was in a relationship for seven years mm. basically came home one day and was told to like p- like pack your bags and get out and he's just been broken ever since like yep. there was still so many moments in the relationship where i was like you are still referring to this per- to this like ex-partner of yours which i also who i also know by the way and so it was the like I refer back to my communication comment before. It was just the the whole time I'd sit there, literally almost begging, being like, "Just what what's going on inside of your head? Like, let me in." Yeah. And it was just this wall. And he's and then you know you get the breakdown sometimes, and like I haven't let anyone in years, and da da da. And it's like, fuck, am I gonna spend the next five years like fixing this person? Mm. You know, to try and you know, drain myself to do this yeah. for somebody that doesn't want to help themselves. And that's what I was speaking about in my last podcast. It is a toxic – it's a red flag. Oh, if you yeah. drag in shit from your ex and expect your new partner to fix it, that's a red flag. No matter how good a person you are, you're being toxic. But you know? if you're doing that, at least call it out. Yeah. Say, I, yeah, that is baggage of the past. Don't say there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. I've got nothing – I literally – like when we broke up, I said – I, could we please, I'm going to book and pay for a counsellor, like a therapist for us to go just speak to you together so we can both be told, have a conversation and talk to a professional and be told what we did right and wrong in the relationship. So moving forward in our next relationships, we can try and work on those things and do them better. And an unbiased opinion because if you come to me, I'm obviously going to see it from your side way more 100%. than his. And I'm going to, of course, I'll build you up being like, but you did this, you did this right. you you know. But at the end of the day, it is good to see like an unbiased third party who can look at both things and call each other out. You did this, you did this, you know, and then moving forward in your relationship. I was I was like, not to go get back together, to be better people for our next yeah. People. And he goes, I don't need to see a fucking therapist. There's nothing wrong with me. And I'm like, yeah. there's, there's your problem. That's what's wrong with you. There mm. it is. You just said it for yourself. And he just looks at me with this perplexed look. And yep. it's like, there's your problem, darling. Like, yeah. I don't know what else to say to you. Like, that's why this, that's why I'm ending this. That's why I don't want you here anymore because I just can't, I can't do it. I can't yeah. get through to you. And then he was still living, obviously, with, because you live together. Yeah. So then it's that process of living oh, yeah, with someone. Lived in my, yeah, well, exactly right. And he's like, a bit of a hoarder, like I just mean there was there was so much stuff everywhere. Like took over three quarters of my house, and then he moved into the spare bedroom. Was living in there for like three weeks to a month, and after a few weeks, he was coming home on the weekends at all hours of the night in all sorts of states, and you know, and was interrupting. Like I'd be sitting there with friends, he'd just walk in and kind of sit down and grab a drink, and just it was just weird. It's like mm. I've never lived with somebody that I've broken up with before. Yeah, and excuse me, I was happy to give. I was happy to give it three weeks to a month leeway till he found somewhere to go. But then after like the two, well, after like the two, three week mark, week mark, I was like, all right, this isn't working. I need you to like pack your shit like in the next week and go like find you've you've got you've got heaps of friends. You need to leave. Yeah, you, you need, need to, to go. This isn't working. Like this isn't this isn't a halfway house. You can't come and go when you want. It's disrespecting me. You don't. You're not asking anything. This is my home. I've worked my ass off for it. Like this is my safe space. This is yep. my sanctum. And you just, you know, just treating it like it's a like hotel pots point for the moment it's yeah. like it's not how it works and i think the hard thing is that th- there's situations and there's situations like i understand that with some people obviously they can't leave straight away they might not have anyone to stay with them i need to save a bit of money but in that scenario you would probably be a lot more respectful oh, of much the space more or more yeah. and even and, and even your partner he would be a lot more like you'd notice him less he'd probably try and be Correct. as discreet as possible so he's not so you're not stepping on each other's toes kind of well, thing well exactly right and don't get me wrong i still feel guilty a little bit about it like i feel bad i'm not a i'm not a mean person at heart like no. it was a hard decision to even make that but it would have been a totally different decision if he was unemployed or if he had no money in his bank. But he had, he had 
stacks of savings, has a great full-time job, earns good money. Mm. And it was like you've got you've, – you've, you have the opportunity to go and do whatever you want. Yeah, you've got the resources. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you know, this is, I'm, I'm sick of being taken the piss off. Like yeah. it's like I'm always Mr. Too Nice Guy. My dad said to me for years, he's like, Jordan, you need to learn to be uh, more of an arsehole or you're just going to get fucked over your yeah. life. Yeah, Because I'm always the one that's like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, push yeah. over, push over because I like to see the, the better in people. But I always say that when you're the one breaking up, and I obviously say this not, not being dead serious, but you've got to be the asshole in the sense that you've got to let the person you're breaking up with know that it is absolutely done. If you're too nice and if you're too generous, that it can unintentionally lead the other person on 100%. to think that there's still opportunity for you well, to like reconciliate. Well, that's what I thought. That's why I, after like the three week mark, kind of, I just like kind of flipped on a dime and instead of being like, you know, you've got to the end of the month, blah, blah, I was like, no, 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 you've got like five days to get out now. Yep. Like, because he was coming back with comments like, you know, let's try and make this work again. This, 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 that, the other. Hi, honey, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, fuck, you haven't said that in two years and now, hi, honey, what do you want for dinner because Ex- you're living <laughs> in a spare room? Yeah. Like, yeah. seriously. No, and it is like, that's the thing. And so many people end up caving and going back. It's it's in that that breakup. That's what do you want to call it? Like that initial first few months or weeks, that depending like twilight on twilight zone. Yeah, of like, of like yeah. is it done? Is it yeah. not? And if you're still living together, unless you're someone that's like, I am so sure of this, I'm never going back. There's so many chances for you to slip back into your old ways because have, that's the moment when you're like, fuck. Yeah. Am I making the right decision? Am I making the right decision? A few drinks later, oh, it's happened. And you see them and then it might break your heart and then it's a mix between guilt and nostalgia and then you go back to them. Well, that's what was happening the weekend before, uh, on like the Saturday night before I was like, get out. He was like, you know, he he came home at like three in the morning and I was downstairs with a few friends and he went upstairs and got into bed and I got this text message like, get upstairs now, I want to have sex if you want to fix this relationship. And I just kind of walked upstairs and was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Mm. I I don't know, you're not understanding. Like, I'm not like just going to keep having sex with you and no. and just live in the spare room and be broken up. I'm done. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. When, I, when I'm done, I'm done. Like yeah. I have a problem with like, you know, i got to squeeze every last drop out of the lemon before I throw it in the bin. Yep. But <laughs> lemon, interesting one. <laughs> lemon, cooked uh, lemon. <laughs> that was definitely unintentional. Um, <laughs> squeeze every last bit of that lemon that you're dating. Um, but... I was just like, when I'm done, I'm done. Like I've drawn the line in the sand. Like I'm not, I'm not like my reheat old meat comment. Like I'm not going back yep. there because it always ends in tears. If you broke up for something once, you did it for a reason. Yeah. And those things aren't necessarily going to change. Like, look, if someone's cheated on somebody, you know, people say once a cheat, always a cheat up. A lot of people, you know, can work through things like that. And can, you can work through it. Yep. You can. Yep. But in order to work through it, big things need to change. Yep. Like you need to have like, Firstly, made massive acknowledgement. Yeah. Secondly, the willingness to change a lot about, like, I don't think that if you cheat in a relationship, it's done for good, but I think that that is a line in the sand and you need to make some big changes and be able to move forward without, A, with the person that did the bad thing, not obviously proving that they're not going to do it again, and B, the, the person on the receiving end, genuinely forgiving and willing to move 100%, on. 100%, yeah. It's both things have to, have to come, both but, people have to come to the table. But that's an action. When it's yep. personality traits, that's much harder yeah. to own and no. change because these people don't think they have anything wrong with that. And the thing is, most people, in most cases, and I hate to say I don't want to be like negative, but in most cases, people don't change for somebody. No, you they only don't. change for, for yourself. yourself. And if you're constantly defending your own actions and your behavior, whether you're a good person or a bad person, fine, but your partner doesn't have to accept yeah. it. Oh, and, 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 and if you're constantly defending your behavior to that person, maybe your personalities just don't click. And there are things that it just does not work. And if, like I just said before, if there are personality traits that genuinely you do, just, you do not 
mesh with, they're yep. not going to change. It's a personality trait. Exactly. Like you can't literally change somebody. No. Like you can change habits. You can change, you know, certain things, but you can't change someone's entire you can't like, change someone else it's not no. possible someone can go through change but that's through self-discovery yes. through whatever trauma like that people exactly. can go through changes through therapy but you cannot change somebody else it's just and not I don't, possible i don't really want to either no. to be honest no. like. okay so what i want to ask you is yeah how did because i think this will be helpful yeah if you can give us tools mm. how did you once you came to the decision, mm. how did you make it in your head that you're like, this is done? Yeah. Because imagine all these other people that are in the situation that you've been in mm. who are maybe more so than you in this back and forth turmoil mm. and terrified to fully cut the cord. So what are hacks that you could give for um, that? I would say you've got to look, first of all, ask the question. Like I'm, I'm with my recent ex-partner, he wasn't someone, I'm somebody that would say, this is how I'm feeling. Let, how are we going to sort this out? And let's move forward. I'm, I always yep. tie up an argument, always tie something up. Let's move on. But a lot of most, so many other people don't, they don't vo vocalize anything. They don't talk about anything. Right. So they're like, oh, you should just mind read and know that I'm not feeling this. Like for you yep. to know that something's done, you say, how are you feeling? How are we happy in this relationship? What are we like? Where are we sit? Where are we at? Yep. And like, can you be honest? Just tell me. Like, I won't. I won't get upset. Like, I want to know. And then they kind of give you this look, like, oh, sh really? It's like, yeah. Like, I'm not going to know unless you tell me. So my first one would be, just be straight up and ask. And I know that's going to be really uncomfortable, and it is. It it usually is. A lot of people go and you know drink alcohol or whatever first to try and bring those conversations up. That never really ends well because usually no. it ends in an argument. Yep. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. Um. And I would say if, if you want it to end, stop, stop, stop the sex. Yeah. Stop the intimacy. Inti because intimacy releases all these yeah. chemicals and all this shit and you, you can't you, – you're intimate – with someone that you're trying to end someone, like exactly. go find a bang buddy, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Like if you need sex, love that so much for yeah. you, but go find someone else to <laughs> go provide and that find for someone you. to have a bit of fun with because yeah. you're let, you're just confusing this person Don't the whole time. And if you're not sure, and then you're still sleeping with them, and you have this weird twilight zone situation, first of all, sit there and say that you that how how you say how you feel. Second of all, stop sleeping with them. Like yeah. that's especially one. if they want you, hundred percent. Especially because that person, no matter how much you say. This is just casual. We're broken up. It's just casual. If you're the one that left them and they still want you, they'll take what they can get. Mm. They're not seeing it as casual though. Yep. They're thinking this intimate moment was too intimate to be casual. Yep. They're going to perceive it completely. It's another release. Way. Like it's yeah. another little like, you know, drop of dopamine that they're like, oh yes, you know, yep. I've gotten that feeling again and oh, it's all good again. And it's then you, but in your head, you're like, no, it wasn't. I'm actually just getting my rocks off. And, and it's, it's very like, confusing because you, how can you be... I find it really difficult to be like, okay, we used to have sex passionately out of love. Yeah. It was never just not like no emotions, no strings attached. It was always out of love. And then all of a sudden, I don't have emotion and I expect you to not have emotion. Yeah. It's just messy, You detach yourself waters. and then expect them to detach expect themselves. Expect them to yeah. detach. No. They're, they're One not. person in that breakup is just going to be suffering exactly. in the sex. So, yeah. But they're not going to say anything because they still want it. Yeah. So it's like so it's just this toxic cycle take, that keeps going they'll around. Take it. Yeah, they'll 100%. be like, oh, okay, hoping to change your mind. Exactly. So it's never thinking that that idea. one more time you're going to just madly fall back in yep. love with them again. It's like no, 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 no. You're just leading this person on and confusing the entire situation. Yeah, hundred. It's always so good to be as open and honest as you possibly can. That initial like thirty seconds of uh, the uncomfortability. Yep. Like is such the return on investment of that of is just like literally you, you, you know the feeling a few months after a breakup you're like thank fuck. 
for that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That, that awful few hours, like, I'm just, thank God for that. My life yep. is so much better. And then you think, God, I was an idiot. Why didn't I do that six months before? Or blah, 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 blah. I know. And, but then you do it again with the next relationship. And it's like, <laughs> do, I, do I learn? <laughs> yeah. Obviously not. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. Because your thing in, in relationships that you've found a pattern with is that you ultimately have ended up getting kind of used yeah. in the sense that you are so generous and so nice that mm. people start off being like, wow, you're so generous. And then take it for granted and take it. it as a given. They get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's and like feeding a cat every day at the same time. That day you don't feed it. They're like, you know. They're like, what? What's it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbing all over you. Yeah, yeah. You know. So I think another, I guess, a piece of advice would be, if possible, identify your patterns. Yeah. And is there a weakness? Is there something that that person has now got a hold of over you that's making you lose a part of yourself? For you to stop and be like, wow, I might not know if I want this or not, but have I lost a part of myself? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, Along maybe I need to. Tap out. I need to look back at it and be like, well, oh, even in this last after this last breakup, look back. I'm like, fuck again. Like, yeah. you know, I'm coming out of this feeling so used. Well, that was one of the main red flags. One of the main reasons I ended it was just like, I, all I want literally is thank you and sorry. Like yeah. when you fucked up, just apologize. When something's done nice for you or whatever, just say thank you so much and appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, that was it. I know that sounds so basic, but that was literally it. Yeah, it was just. It was just everything just became so expected and you'd do these beautiful grand gestures and take him on holidays for his birthday and all these things. And, and it was just like, yeah, thanks. Like, what are we having for dinner tonight? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. fuck, what? are you serious? Like, yeah, and it is. And that, again, comes down to vulnerability, communication, all that stuff. Like it, And even for marriages of like 20 years, it doesn't matter. You still have to acknowledge all the little things. You know, exactly. It's so important. It's so important because if someone doesn't feel like we are humans, we're not robots. If you don't feel at the end of the day, no matter how selfish you're being, we also do it for selfish purposes. We want to feel good. We, you know, like why do you think so many people like to donate and do charity? Because at, at a certain level, they want to feel good. Like if, when I was talking to Mark Boris, he does a lot of donations and investing mm. and whatever. And he's like, I'll be the first to admit, I do it for purely selfish purposes. I love, it makes me feel I good. feel fucking good. I can good. put my head down on my pillow at yeah. night and go to he sleep says, and I feel, feel good so about myself. Good. Yeah. Finding people's businesses or doing this or charity where he's like, I do it for me. And the fact that yeah. it's, it helps other people, great. Yeah. But that's why I feel good. So the same goes in a relationship. We feel good if we've made someone feel good. But if that person doesn't show any emotion, then how do we know how they felt? And then eventually you're going to stop doing what you're doing. You're going to just stop and then the person's going to be like, where's the passion? Where did the love go? Where? And then you're thinking, wait a minute, you never acknowledged yeah, it. Exactly, I thought you didn't yeah, care. Exactly right. And now you care about it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this thank you and sorry. The other main one, sorry, like – I'm the biggest advocate for if you fucked up, you fucked up. Put your hand up and say, I'm sorry. Like, this is how I stuffed up. Tell me how I, what I can do to fix it. How can we move forward from this? Yeah. The, when, people do, when people do wrong by you or wrong by other people or anything generally wrong and just don't own it and it's everyone else's fault and it's, yeah. oh, what do I have to say sorry? There's nothing wrong with me. It's just like, oh, it makes it's you want to bang your head against a wall. It's just like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, yeah. What is wrong with you? And it's pride. People feel like they're losing a part of themselves that they admit that they were wrong. But that fear of saying sorry, I swear, the uncomfortable feeling that you feel is, for my, in, in my experience, is the build-up before you say sorry. It's the, oh, God, here, the moment yeah. you say it, it's relief. It's ma massive relief. You're like, oh, okay, I got it out. I admitted I was wrong and now we, it's all uphill from here. But it's more released to the person you're apologising to. Of course. To. And for that's both the whole thing. People, yeah, they're relieved. It's like... And they don't think you're an idiot. Yeah, if you apologise, you're thinking they're going to think I'm a dickhead. But instead, they turn around being like, oh, 
You're amazing. Just you own know. it. Just own it. That's yeah. like with so many situations with this breakup. I'm like, even after the break, I'm like, are you going to own this? Like genuine things that like mm. were, were so wrong and still wrong. I'm like, now that we're not together, are you ever going to own it? He's like, nah. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Which shows that he'd you never don't even change. To, you don't even owe me anything. Just yep. just say sorry. Just please be like, yeah, I did fuck that up. I'm sorry. Yep. It's like, oh, my God. All right. Don't worry about and it. And that's why you've got to let it go. Have a nice life. That's like, why you've got to let it go. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. And that's what, like you were saying before, what I'm, what I, one thing I do pride myself in is I look at everything from like a bird's eye perspective. How do you feel? How do I feel? And I'm very good at kind of waking up the next morning and just going, you know what? Life's bigger than this. Move on. Keep going. And don't look back. Look forward. It's yep. like, stuff it. Like, you know. Totally. You, so, next question, mm. kind of kind of relevant to breakups because we've all been through a few at least, but self-love and com- being comfortable in your own skin. You're very comfortable in your own skin yeah. and I think confidence within yourself helps you get over a breakup a lot faster. People that struggle with self-love yeah. or people that get all their validation from their partner yeah. definitely take longer to get over a breakup. I, I speak from experience with that and it definitely, I think – yeah, like I want to hear your experiences of how you built it up to be the person that you are where you're genuinely comfortable in your own skin. Because with you, no matter who you're in front of, you're the same person. You're just authentically Jordan, yeah. you know? Yeah. So Well, my mother used to always say growing up, whether you meet the Queen of England or a garbage man, you treat you you always be this be the same Jordan. You wouldn't go up and offer a drink to the Queen of England, but you would to a garbage man. Mm. So you learn read the room, learn your crowd, yeah. but always be yourself. Always yeah. hold something that's you that whether you meet someone one time, 500 times or a million times, you're always the same person. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like totally. be your true authentic self without yep. trying to sound cliche again. Like just – and I think the way that I got to where I am, like it wasn't – I wasn't always like this. You know, it took a while to pick up to build this person. But it's kind of like you kind of each step – each time you kind of fall down or each time something that gets to you – and don't get me wrong, so many things get to, get to me as well yeah. and things that, you know, keep you up at night and – you feel insecure about and stuff like that. But totally. you kind of – it kind of just took a lot of like um, it's like self-love, like looking at yourself and actually admitting to yourself and being like, okay, you stuffed this up, you did this wrong and, and like actively thinking, like kind of like CBT, like cognitive behavioural therapy, like yeah. genuinely making a decision and when you're about to do something, go, uh-uh-uh, the last time I did that, this is how, what the outcome was, how are we going to do it differently the next time? Exactly. And you start to build and become this person – where you feel really good about yourself. Yeah. And yep. I realised with um, at all walks of life, all ages and all countries around the world, people are still not going to like you for you or people are, go- are, go- are going to like you for you. Yeah. You just have to be you. Yeah. And be unapologetically you. Some people need to be less of themselves, I think. Maybe me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like super abrasive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things. But there is like – there is – okay, so I was having this conversation with my two friends, Lucy and Nikki. I was telling you about them. They've got the podcast. Yeah. And I was saying that there's no one in the world that everybody loves. And exactly. Lucy's, and Lucy said to me, I'm going to call you out on that. Everybody loves Nikki. And I'm like, okay, okay, true. Everyone loves Nikki. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And Lucy's more of a polarising person because she's more – she is more – I guess, like, she's definitely more out there. Yeah. She can be more abrasive with some comments yeah. that she makes. but Ruffles feathers. Yeah, she, she'll ruffle feathers. But at the end of the day, the people that they have in their circles, like, there's no difference, right? They're loved just as much, mm. you know? There might be randoms who don't actually know you mm. who might cast a judgment and that person might be like, oh, Nikki's awesome and, oh, no, Lucy's not my type, mm. you know, in that scenario. But at the end of the day, the people that are around you that matter – there is no difference. Do you exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. As long as you're obviously respectful and a good person. Yeah. You can't be a dickhead and that thing fly. But 
I think it comes down to you have to genuinely make peace with the fact that people are not going to like you. If you always hope that people will like you, then yeah. you're fucked. You're fucked oh, because uh, you'll be disappointed. You'll always you, be disappointed. You're, you're perpetually disappointed yeah. because, and especially if you, like you said, a polarizing personality, someone that can be outspoken or you know is very opinionated and things like that. A lot of the time that people don't like them is because really they wish they had the power or yeah. the ability to be able to speak like that or say their mind, but they don't because they're not that type of person, which totally. is fine. And a lot of people base what they think about you on your opinion. Like say you had an opinion on something I disagreed yeah. with. Instead of thinking, yeah. I don't like your opinion, they think, I don't like you. Yeah, exactly you know? right. We're allowed to disagree, but oh, you, you think that way, so I don't like you. It's yeah. like, no, I just don't like, I don't know. Yeah, so there's always going to be that. I used to think that like when I started getting reviews – Luckily and happily, most and most, most, most of my reviews are great. But there's the occasional bad review. And initially, I used to think they all have to be good. And because I thought they all have to be good, yeah. I would get so upset for one bad in, review in head, yeah. when there's so many good ones. And yeah. so I wasn't putting shit into perspective. I was catastrophizing this one bad review and turning it into like letting it paint all the reviews. And then I now I started thinking, okay, let's expect there to be one bad review with every handful of well, good it's, ones. It's you know? exactly like, you know, you could go out in a beautiful dress and have a hundred people say you look good and one person says you look fat and you're going to think you're fat for the rest of the night. And then you're just going to be upset you, that someone commented for the rest of something night. negatively. The one bad thing powered over the, ten, the yep. hundred good things. Relating back to a breakup, you can have a million good things. One bad thing can just sh- overshadow yep. and just diminish a million good things with that one bad with thing. With that one bad thing, yeah. exactly. And you can just cast and ruin an entire relationship in one foul swoop yep. and all the good stuff just gets forgotten about and you just think about the bad st- the one or two bad things that happen. Yeah, and that's why I think you've got to have like for your – to be comfortable in your own skin, you've got to have realistic expectations 100%. of how people are going to view you. So you, know, so you don't get disappointed the whole time. Yeah, exactly. And have a thick skin. Totally, totally. Like, like I, I, don't, I don't like to say that, you know, don't be a wuss or anything like that because I don't, I don't like those kind of words but, you know – Get back up, like keep yep. going. The world's a big, bad, ugly place, but mm. it's also beautiful. Like it's, yeah, you know, like it is. It's, it's, it is. You're gonna, there's gonna be so many more things that happen in life that are gonna be a lot harder than what you're going through right now. Yeah, but and it's about preparing yourself. Instead of saying everyone's gonna love me, it's all gonna be good, it's all gonna be good. You turn it around to say, no matter what happens, I've got my back. I'll be fine. One hundred percent. I might suffer today, but I'll be fine tomorrow. Like, or like, I have the ability to get back up. Get back up and keep so going. So that's kind of the affirmations, if you want to call it, that you want to be telling yourself instead of always affirming it's all going to be perfect. It's all going to be perfect. When something then challenges that opinion that you've got, then you're like, "Fuck, I don't know how to deal with this." Well, the person you know? that's always striving for perfection or everything has to be perfect, always the most insecure ones. Yep. They're always the ones that when you get to know them or break them down, you know, they, 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 they get flustered or upset about certain things because things aren't all perfect. And mm. it's like, oh, life's not perfect. No. Like, no. seriously, like no. you need to let, some, let it go. Like, it's all good. It's like it's sometimes like a dog with a bone, you know. Yeah. It's like just relax. Like, 100%. <laughs> okay, now let's go into – so, okay, I want to know – because we were talking about this last night and I'm like, let's stop talking so we can save it for the podcast. Um, When you came out, and I want to know how confident you felt. When did I do that? (laughs) What? I'm not out. (laughs) Your confidence prior to coming out versus after coming out. Oh, yeah. Well, I came out around 18. I knew I was gay probably about 16, 15, 16. Um, My parents would say, my family would say they knew I was gay when I was three. (laughs) But (laughs) um, I... Yeah, it was about 18. Uh, it was after school. I did not have the confidence to do it in school. I'm actually really proud of a lot of, like, I know there's some young gay kids and stuff these days. Mm. They're out and proud I in middle that. school and they're, like, 14. I'm, like, I'm so jealous of that. I wasn't like that. Like, yeah. I was, you know, 
like not, not hiding it, but I definitely was not confident enough to walk through my school, no. the schoolyard and be like, yeah, hey, I'm gay. Well, in my school, if you, if a guy came out as gay, he only had female friends. No, like it, it's the guys would be like hot rock. Yeah. The guys would not be friends with them. It just, yeah. and, and not even address it. Like it, it wouldn't ever be a thing. Nothing would be spoken about, no. but they would only come out if they had a good solid group of girlfriends yeah. and that would be it. A support group around them. Yep. They would always stand and up. And it'd never be guys. No, At the, least when I, this was in like 2006 and before, you know. My, my experience was exactly the same. But um, yeah, it was after school and my confidence, uh, there's this funny meme that's like in, in high school, it's like, no, I'm not gay. And it's like three years out of school, move, I'm gay. Like, you know, it's like <laughs> once you get out into the real world and you're at uni or whatever and you, you know you can start to kind of find your place and where you fit in somewhere and mm. find, you know, your people, your, your people. tribe. Yeah. Um, that is your confidence just keeps growing and growing and it does help to um it does help to have other older friends that are either gay or in the same community yep. it does help definitely to look up to a bit but also i didn't look up to too much because the gay world can be quite you know toxic or mm-hmm. in itself like yeah seriously it's like one of the most toxic things sometimes and it, it can yep. get really really heated or really bad and ha- sometimes you know have a bad um, energy to it where it's mm-hmm. like very if you don't look this way you're not good enough if you think it's competitive oh my god yeah and yeah. it's all about you know if you if your body's not good enough if you're this not good enough like you it, it makes you very harder on yourself yep. and your insecurities can spike up again but it just it, it took time to um definitely grow the confidence but the confidence also came with in my career as well like mm-hmm. you know having the confidence to have long-term clients and, you know, build relationships with people of all different ages. And, and see that you're good at something. Well, yeah. That's what I say to people, like, always find something that you can grow in because you gain so much confidence if it's something that you've earned, yeah. you know? Yeah. You worked for it. Well, it's the same with relationships. It's like, I earned this. I worked hard at this relationship. And that also can build you a lot of confidence, yeah. you know, where you have someone that really loves you and you're in that really great space. And yeah. you feel on top of the world, like you could fight anything because you've got, you know, a partner in crime by your side. Yep. And that also helps to build that confidence. I think going through a, a string, I've only had four serious relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them, two to three year, one of them was like four. Yeah. Um, some could say serial monogamist. <laughs> <laughs> some might call it that. Some might that. <laughs> um, but I'm not too much of a single type person. I like to enjoy, I enjoy relationships. I mm. am a relationship type person. Um, all of my partners have always been older than me. Yeah, when, when I say older, I mean about two or three years. I'm not talking fifty plus. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Everybody, there isn't out there, but not for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were literally on your on your dating app. I think I need to change yeah, the yeah, age yeah. bracket. Change my I need someone to bracket. take care of yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live in someone else's house for once. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want someone to be the generous one for once. Yeah, so you need literally. to change the age bracket. Can to someone 55. buy me dinner, please? <laughs> <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Help me, I'm bored. Um, yeah. But yeah, so confidence before and after definitely grew a lot. Um, I'm, I am a very confident person now. You are. A lot of people do comment on that and they're like, where does it come from? Like, where do you get that strength? It was also a lot of like um, a lot of really hard family things that I went through when I was younger. I lost my mum a few years ago, um, very tragically. And that is, you know, a yeah. huge thing to go through. Well, yeah. And, yeah. And it very suddenly and very tragically and at a young age, it was like a week before my 21st birthday. And I... <laughs> You know, things like that and it was, it's been messy and, you know, and, you know, families and fighting and just all ugly things. Mm. And, mm. 
you you don't have any option but to grow up really quickly. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a there wasn't a chance to just oh I don't I don't want to deal with it like things like that. You you, you have, have to deal to, with. You it. don't have a choice. So you just made made you like you know I kind of advanced like ten years in two and were doing things that you know fifty year olds don't have to do sometimes in their lives. Yeah. And it, I think a combination of all of these things all kind of built this like kind of skin that I have that's yeah. just like, I don't give a fuck. If you like me, I'll be the best friend you have. If you don't, well, then have a nice life. Ta-da. Yeah. Like, exactly. It's just I feel like I when you go it. through something like character building like that where you build so much resilience, you do gain respect for yourself because you look back and you're like, that was so fucked, but I'm, I'm here. I, yeah, got, I'm here. Through I got through it. And to be honest, you I know? wouldn't change any of it. Mm. It's taken years of like, you know, speaking to professionals and things like that, that I wouldn't change any of it. I yep. actually would not change it because I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be where I'm in life. And also thinking that, oh, you know, I wish this didn't happen. I wish I could change that. Guess what? You can't actually change anything ever no. that's happened. So yep. the, the sooner you realise that you just have to move on with it and keep growing. Every day has got to be growth. Every single thing you do, you've got to find something out of yep. it and just take one step forward. Even if it's a half step, even if it's a tiptoe, just take a step. Yeah. Move towards like in a – move away from it and – Take something from it. Yeah, exactly. You know, like these people that go through a breakup and it's always their fault, it's everyone else's fault, it's never theirs. And then they do the same thing two years later with another guy or with another girl. And it's yep. just like, did you learn anything? No, exactly. You know, it's like, exactly. You know? And it's that denial of like, I had no part to play in that. It was done to me. I'm, you know, yeah, going to move me, on. Yeah, poor me, poor and, me, And even if you've been in a really awful toxic situation where someone was abusive to you, you can still take from it and learn. It's not saying that you have 100%. to take ownership for what was done to no. you, but you can say, I'm now going to take ownership for what's going to be different from who I'm going to accept into my life, from what What, what behaviour I'm going to allow. Exactly. And the way, and also it's reactive, because I'm quite a reactive person. It's mm. your reaction to it. It's yep. like, okay... When I was being spoken to like that, my reaction, he, he, that was then escalated to that level. Yeah. And then he took that the wrong way and then it turned into a shit fight. And mm -hmm. it was just like, you know, moving forward, it's like, the, like I was saying before, the CBT type thing. It's like, before, as you're about to make the decision, you go, uh, uh, actually, no, I'm going to make a slightly different decision and let's, let's see the outcome. Yeah. You know, trial it. Exactly. And that's, that there's, that you're learning, you've learned. That's like right. you're taking a piece of something from what you went through and, changing like yeah. your outlook and and not looking at, at like once it's done and once you've gone through the initial healing phase you have to find a way to be like any lessons i've learned from that i can keep with me but i can't always think that other people need to fix something that happened to me always. it sucks but the only yeah. person that can do it is you is you 100%. so if you're gonna be thinking other people are, are you know need to do it you're just gonna resent people around you yeah for something that they have no control over yeah you know so i've talked to people that like going back to my ex-partner that I broke up with, he's had like five, like five long-term boyfriends, all different ages, all different nationalities, different walks of life. But in, in, in quite a few arguments, he'd say, oh, you remind me of, of him, both my exes. And I'd be mm. like, so what, we're all the same people. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're all the same people. It's yeah, all yeah. about, we've all got exactly the same strew of problems, but you don't. And you just and, happened to date us and all. And he's the one who's been broken up with four times. Yeah, exactly. It's, but people don't, people never... They, they struggle to know when they are the common denominator. They struggle because it's hard. It's yep. hard for someone to really look at themselves without being prompted to and be like, 
Am I the drama, you know? Stand in the mirror and go, you fucked this up. Yes. I am I am the problem here. Like, I made this decision. Not in the entire relationship, but maybe in that argument or yeah. in that certain thing. Like, actually, I was the problem there. But these people don't do that. Like, so yeah. many people don't do that. They just walk away and I'm like, I sometimes look at them, I'm like, do you genuinely, like, look, like wake up in the morning after you get out of the shower and think, like, you know, I did nothing wrong last night. Yep. It's like, are you serious? Yep. Like, I've apologised, I've said this, I've done that, let's sort it out. And the other toxic trait was you'd have an argument, go and sleep in the, you'd go and sleep in the spare room for two days and then two days later you go to talk about it. But no, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, cool, totally. let's just keep rug sweeping. Let's rug sweep, rug sweep, rug and sweep. And then one so day. And the pile of dust gets so big under the rug, you trip and fall flat on your face one yeah. day. And it's like, that's, that's And not, then you just create like this huge fight at the end. Exactly done, right. And, and, then and then in the argument, the it's like, oh, well, five months ago you said that. It's like, yeah. what? Like, yeah. you're, you're, you're still upset about that? Yeah. Like, we, because we never ironed anything out. You yeah. just, I, I'm like, I can't argue and be angry for three days. We have an argument. Let's sort it out. What's the problem? Let's move on. Yeah. All right. Okay, great. What do you want for dinner? Like, yeah. it's like, it, it's. But people, yeah, people do struggle to do that. But then on the flip side of that, there's the people that, because what I don't want people to think I'm saying is, that you need to take on blame for something that you didn't do. You know, on the yeah. flip side, there's those people that just take all the blame yeah. to be the people pleaser. You met yeah. my cousin Giselle, she was on the podcast yeah. as well, and she spoke that she then took on everything. But that comes down to, I think, self-love. Oh, 100%. It and comes down come, to an awareness of your worth. And that's also because they've been beaten down and then the, the, the relationship has taken that part, that strength from them. So then they're like, it must be all my fault yeah. because they had that control. But that some people have, that is some people's personality trait where mm. they do take a lot of blame and they do what they do. Do give someone else the power, and yep. that other person takes snatches it out of their hands, and then goes, "See, it was all your fault." Yeah, and, and that's if what you're they, in a in a toxic, a toxic relationship. That person about. milks that trait. Oh, oh about absolutely, you. that's their favorite thing. That's how yep. they got a hold over you. Yeah, is because they're like, "See what you've done again." It's like gaslighting. <laughs> and it's like I remember once so in an nice. argument, I was like to my ex, I was like, "You literally gaslight." Like I would, I would, I would be saying something to him I'm frustrated about, and he go, "Oh my god!" To my face, and I was like. You're a 32 year old man, or like yeah. would be like, oh well, don't be so don't be so sensitive to that. All I said was this. I'm like, you're literally gaslighting the fuck out of me. Yep. And then I walked out about 10 minutes later, and he's on Google, he's googling what's gaslighting. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, yeah. like, oh my I don't god, don't know what it's it like is. Trying to make himself sound fo so photosynthesis. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, I honestly think that. Yeah, a lot of people's experiences in not necessarily in a relationship because you can't you can't control what the other person does, mm. but experiences in getting over a breakup comes down to their relationship with themselves. You know, well, exactly right. And, it's, it's, and the, the, the stronger you build that, the it, insecurities yeah. are another massive thing that ruins relationships all yeah. the time. Is because you know the snatching of phones or the who are you talking mm. to or this. And I'm, I'm I'll be completely honest. I've been through my ex partner's phone. Yeah. Um. And that was when I first met him, though. It was like we literally within the first month or two. Yeah. Just to like get my bearings that like, are you actually in this or is this just like you know, are you playing around? And after like I knew he was in it and everything was good. It was like you know I I literally never touched his phone again for two years. But there was actually one moment um I had broken my phone and he had a spare, like an old phone and I used it for like two weeks or whatever while I was waiting for the insurance, like to get my other phone through Optus or whatever. And when I got my new phone, I like basically, you know, put the phone in the drawer, but it was still connected to my Apple ID and mm. everything. He, like a month later, he had the dummy phone still connected to my, my Apple ID for a month. Oh my God. Reading every message, no. everything that came in, my Instagram, like basically had a duplicate phone of yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah, that's fucked. Reading everything, everything. And I yeah. was just like, 
that's not going through someone's phone while they're asleep. I'm like, you're literally like stalking. You're literally monitoring my life. Like that's like, that's actually like. And I was doing nothing a wrong. Criminal offence. And, and he dubbed himself <laughs> in because we we're in an argument. I think he'd had a few drinks or something. And he goes, "Oh, well, you said um, the fish that I cooked you was shit." And this was like, I th- think I said that to my best friend in Brisbane, like eight months before this. And I was like, "What? How the fuck do you know that?" And he's like, oh, "Well." well, well well, I've, I've had this phone and I was just like, okay, um, I'm going to go out for a few hours. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll see yeah. You later. I can't, see you I can't deal with this right now. I was That's like, this fucked. is just, I felt so. And that, I think things like that can also, when you're going through a breakup, if you're the one doing the breakup, give yourself mm. ammunition, remind yourself of toxic traits that you don't want to get. Like that shit. I would be well, reminding myself you know of that all the time. You know what? My a really good friend of mine who's really good with all of this stuff said, you know what a good thing to do is in your notes in your phone, mm. when you're lying there, write down, like it can be a bit of a negative thing, but write down the bad things or like the, the things that upset you, the things that frustrated you, the um the things yeah, that didn't work, the, totally. the, the bad things that That's upset what you. Yeah, and then when you when you're lying in bed that. at night on your own and you're like, oh, I miss him, I want to cuddle, go in those notes and read the things that he did wrong to you throughout your relationship. And I promise you, by the third one, you're going to go, yep, I'm glad I dumped him. Yep, yep, 100%. Okay, now what I want to do to wrap up the episode is I'm going to um, ask you three questions from my card game, from the self cards um because i think it'll be a cute a cute addition to the end of the episode Very okay so i've got the cards here <laughs> three questions let's go yep i'm going to start being more honest about i'm going to be start being more honest about inequality good about you know if you've paid for dinner the last five times and that, you know, you're expected by the six, turn around and go, no, you fucking pay. Yep. Like, no. Yeah. You know, the, the, like, yeah. let's where it's even not, the playing exactly. field. Yeah, definitely. Like just, that's just one example, but yeah. Great. What is something I want in my current or future relationship? Honesty and trust. I know that sounds, again, extremely cliche, <laughs> but... I, when I say honesty, I mean like open honesty. Yeah, yeah. I'm a very communicative person, so talk about what you're feeling. Talk and be about. Up. Tell me, like you know, I'm I'm big enough and ugly enough to handle it. Like, yeah. tell me what's wrong. Like, don't you know? Expect me to mind read, and then two weeks later be upset about me. Just tell me. Exactly. Perfect. Last question: What was something I used to dislike about myself, but now I love? Um. My personality. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think everything we've spoken about. <laughs> no, I used to think I was. The comments were saying before, like like outspoken, very abrasive, which I can be. Mm. But I used to get nervous about it, and I used to be a lot like shyer. Like, and that remorse the next day, being like, yeah. did I say too oh, much? Oh yeah, did I? exactly. Yeah. Sit there like for three hours and be like, oh my god, and cringe at things. And and now I'm like, you know what? No, this that is one of the reasons why people like why my friends love me. Yeah. So it's like you know what? It is. I'm going to be that to to the fullest and not hold back on anything. And it can be. I think a bit abrasive sometimes, but yeah. But it's never, at least in my experience, it's never been insulting, no, yeah. mean, whatever. You might be intense, but it's never. It's always got a uh, 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 like a comedic yeah twist to it. Like yeah. I'm always, I'm very like happy go lucky. Exactly. Kind of. Like laugh it off. Life's about having fun. Yeah. You know? I'm Agreed. Not, never too serious. Like milk it for everything it's worth. Milk it. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so happy you came on the podcast. Thank you so much. The listeners are going to love it. Thank you, Alexis. I'll do a little post. Maybe I should share a photo on my Instagram of, I think we got one the day we met at the table. Do we? Yes, I'm pretty sure we do. I'm going to go through it, but okay. I'll post that tomorrow as this episode goes up so we can um, 
We can all bask in the glory of that stunning face photo. Face <laughs> yeah, Exactly, down on the wharf. Love that for us. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any particular questions that you'd like asked regarding the episode, please just jump on the Facebook group and ask away. We've got an amazing community. If you're not already a member, it's Do You Fucking Mind with Alexis Fernandez and I'll just accept you into the group. As always, remember, be kind to yourselves, be kind to your brains, don't take shit from anyone and especially don't take shit from yourself. Duncan!